Hey, what's up everyone? Henry here. Today we are in Rotterdam, Netherlands at the warehouse of Bakmi. Today with me, Surin, he is the co-founder of Bakmi. He can tell you a bit more about the business. Sure, uh, thank you. Thank you guys for uh, doing the interview. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so Bakmi is a mobility sharing platform. In principle, like many others, except for one thing, we do specifically box bikes, electric box bikes. Um, there's a lot of different mobility sharing uh, uh, vehicles out there, obviously the scooters and the bikes, which you guys do yourself, super popular. But we thought there's a missing link out there, right? And that happens to be the box bikes. And there's a very specific demand for people to use box bikes. Some you want to use it regularly, others want to use it sporadically. And uh, we believe mobility sharing is a great way to solve that issue, especially for people who don't readily have access to a box bike, which are quite a lot actually. But there's a ceiling for box bikes, obviously, like for other vehicles as well, which is 500 in Rotterdam. We, we intend to get to that as soon as possible. So we have uh, expansion plans already for this summer. So we originally started with 20 because we wanted to try out the pilot and that was success. So we expanded now to 40 and uh, the, the other, the next expansion will be several hundred. You yourself, uh, you were born here. Uh, Actually, I wasn't born here. I've been, I've ra I've been, I was raised here. So I was originally born in Armenia, mm -hmm. but I mean, I, I was very young when we moved out. I was maybe like four or five years old. So I remember a little bit from that time, uh, but not a lot. Uh, so I just really grew up in the Netherlands. Actually, I grew up very close to Rotterdam. There's a city next to it, it's called Schiedam. Mm -hmm. So I know the I know the area very pretty well. So that's that's how I and I've been living here since then. I grew up here. I mean, I went to school here. I studied here, and I uh, worked here. Basically. My dad is an entrepreneur. He was an entrepreneur. He's retired now. Uh, he did he did actually something that I'm trying to get rid of, which are cars. He was selling cars. So uh, he brought all the cars into this into the city, and now I'm trying to get rid of them. So that's kind of a funny paradox there. But um, yeah, no, he's been entrepreneur his whole life, technically. Even back in Armenia, he was uh, he was selling he had factories. He was selling different products, consumer products. And when he came over to the Netherlands, he continued that path. So uh, maybe that's where the entrepreneurial spirit comes from. Although, funnily, uh, you know, funny enough, I, I never did really entrepreneurship. Uh, when I was young, I did some little side gigs, you know, like every uh, young kid tries to do sometimes, you know. Uh, and, you know, it was like selling video video games or like in back VHS. Back then you had VHS still. That's very, that's very long, long time ago. <laughs> well, it's been a while. Uh, uh, but I never, I just, I never really, uh, uh, you know, went through it, through it. I had a pretty corporate life, to be honest, for uh, the first 10 years of my professional career. But I always had in my mindset I wanted to do something. So I'm, uh, you know, at some point I just made the switch, which was in midsummer last year and uh, I went for it. Yeah, because you, you went to the Erasmus Business University, which is like, I, I guess, the best university for doing business as well. Yeah, for business, it's definitely a great one. Uh, I did I did international business administration there as my bachelor's. Mm -hmm. And I did two masters in strategic management and finance investments. So I was really lining myself up for a corporate life. Um, and uh, that was yeah that was that was a great that was a great school to be it was it was uh, what I really liked about it was the international uh, aspect to it because uh, in there you can do BA you can do the regular BA you can do the international BA then you're both with international students which I love a lot so that you know they came back with my this happens to do with my background I appreciate you know working with the, talking to other cultures and stuff like that and people. So I did my exchange for example in Copenhagen actually the last two years I was working in San Francisco. Um, so, you know, travel around the world. 
Yeah, because you have a pretty extensive uh, experience with this in the big firms like Deloitte, Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, yeah. Rabobank. Yeah. You know. You yeah, going for it. yeah. I mean, it's 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 not the it's not the most uh, straightforward path to end up in mobility sharing, I would say. Uh, but it's actually for me, it just makes ton of sense because um, you know I did a professional life, so I, I mean I've done I was mostly working in investment banking, doing M&A transactions and IPOs, raising capital basically for in the beginning large companies and uh, and more recently more for startups and scaleups, especially when I was living in uh, in. Uh, in California and you know that inspired me a little bit more to follow my own dream of wanting to be an entrepreneur um, and I happened to have the idea for Bhakti for since maybe like three years ago maybe like since 2017 back then it wasn't mobility sharing necessarily it was more like hey people need these bikes but they don't want to buy it and they don't want to use it every day and they don't have the space to store it so how can we solve that problem can we do some kind of rental as that business yeah and that kind of developed into something more um, over the years, and it, which is the, basically the concept that we have right now. What was that trigger to move from the yeah uh, corporate life to more to the startup? That was one. That that was a funny one. Uh, it was actually very. Uh, um, I mean, I I don't know if you ask most people in investment banking, they always dream of the day that they quit. Uh, not to say that investment banking is not good. It's a great way to learn things and and learn it quickly. Uh, but you know, sometimes people just get stuck into their job and they want to do it and they just never think about new things and they don't want to take the risk of moving away. For me, when I started, I really had in my mind like, okay, the real trigger for me would be when I have a kid. And because then I feel like that's that because, you know, you don't know if you guys know, but like investment banking are very long hours, like 80, 90 hours per week is very, it's regular. And weekends work is very regular. So if you have a kid, I thought to myself, that's, that's something I don't want to give up. You know, I want to be there for the kids. So uh, it kind of, I never, and then I never thought about it again until last year I had a kid. Um, uh, and she basically, basically a month before she was born, I, that kind of tricked me and I just decided to overnight basically to quit. Obviously I had Bhakti in my mind. I had something that I wanted to do, but it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to quit and I'm going to, start Buckby and then we just go for it. I just felt more like, okay, it's enough now. I want to be there for the kid. I want to experience all the first stuff in the beginning. In hindsight, I might've might have, might have regretted a little bit because it was tough, I would say. Maybe tougher than investment banking. But um, no, I'm overall, I'm very happy to have done that actually. But I guess without that, ex with that experience, you were able to really, because the official started in August 2020. Yeah. And like, it was like really fast paced to, yeah. to launch it. Yeah. Uh, I guess all the experience helped uh, on that to get the funding, get the people on board and all that. Yeah. So if you, I think like uh, in terms of, uh, of work experience of actually becoming a professional in something, and I don't want to classify my, any, myself in anything, but I think investment banking might be the, the, the best, uh, maybe the, one of the best jobs to do for a young student or a new graduate, at least two or three years uh, to, to really get so sort of like that professional mindset in you. And then later on you can decide what to do, whatever. So I think there's a lot of successful people out there who originally started in either investment banking or maybe like consulting, mm -hmm. where very high, very high performance, dynamic jobs where you learn things very quickly. So yeah, I think that experience has helped me a ton, especially, uh, you know, the last six years at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, mm -hmm. uh, where you work with, you know, you basically work with very, um, um, highly motivated, driven people, and your clients are the same, right? There are C-suite executives, so they're people, very smart people, they've accomplished a lot in their lives, 
you pick up a lot of stuff from that. And your co-founder Sven, yeah, he was studying also the same uni as you. So is that when you met, or no? I know Sven uh, even from high school already. High school. So yeah, I know Sven almost uh, uh, maybe like fifteen to twenty years, something like that. I forgot. So we basically met in high school, first year in high school, um, and then uh, over the years we kind of grown to each other. Actually, he is the real entrepreneur among us. He never really worked at a corporate. Uh, he's been uh, since from like ever since some some studies he did like he has his own company which is uh, specializing in web design and uh, social media marketing etc. And he's also helped a lot of companies like startups uh, grow their business you know helping them with uh, all the technical aspects. So yeah he's uh, he, I mean he's a very valuable uh, uh, co-founder for me because um, you know he brings a ton of experience that I don't necessarily have. And I guess the third piece of the puzzle is the Berenice, who was in the Uber and Jump and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berenice, we're super happy to have her with us. So basically, we started like uh, in August, Sen and I started it. And um, in a few, a few months afterwards, we got in touch with Berenice. Um, and, um, you know, we really wanted her to come on board. And she was, so, she was also super excited by the idea because um, you know, because of her experience, so she was like head of operations at uh, with with um, with Uber in uh, in Belgium, but also she done a lot of the starting the business of Lime in Rotterdam of the Lime bike. Uh, sorry, back then the jump bikes. Um, so she knows a lot about what's going on with there and what happens in mobility sharing, especially the the operations bit. So uh, we were super happy to have her with her, and on top of that, that's a great plus I think, which we should have a lot more in mobility sharing. Uh, she's a female co-founder. And uh, we still don't have a lot of that, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm a big fanatic. I try to push it a lot. Sometimes I push good, maybe too much, but I think it's important to pay attention to that. Oh, with you having a family and having a startup and all that. So how, how's the whole life balance going on? I mean, it's not easy. So I live in Amsterdam, mm -hmm. uh, but we still have our business in Rotterdam, uh, at least for now, we'll have more cities uh, in the future. Uh, so a lot of back and forth. So the only just the travel time that you lose from going back and forth, that's 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 painful. But I mean, you just compensate for it. What it means is like waking up early in the morning so you can be back in time to put your kid to bed, you know, and uh, have great communication with your partner in terms of uh, who does what and when, right? Because the kid, his kids bring a lot of responsibility, obviously. So you just need to plan. That's all you need to do. And then it works fine. And then, you know, I think the experience that I've had with investment banking kind of helps a lot here again. Not minding to work long hours, not minding to stay awake along. Uh, but uh, it, 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 it's, 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 it's very manageable. You just have to plan it very well. Mm -hmm. And do you have time for the like, you time, you know, when you just, yeah. no family, no business, but like just you? Oh yeah, you, you have to make time for it. Although I feel like, um, uh, you need to also be, you need to make sure that that's the, it's the right moment that you take the new time. So like, for example, the state that we're in now, I wouldn't, I, some, there's weeks that I was like, okay, I cannot take new time now because it's very important to push now. But then there's some weeks where it still might be important to push where you feel like okay, now is really new time. And it's just a very, it's just like a feeling you have at some point. Okay. I haven't really seen my wife for like, uh, I haven't talked to her really for like a few days. I mean, we see each other. We don't really sit down and talk for hours or having to spend hours with my kid, you know, stuff like that. Those are real good triggers to make sure that you take new time, which is very important because you get to clear your mind and get back to work again. And especially when you're doing work like this, which is both a lot of thinking and a lot of manual labor as well. Uh, it's very important to make sure you take that, uh, take that time for yourself.
then then how do you make important decisions in the in daily life? Right now, it's a lot of gut feeling. Mm -hmm. You have to, on the one end, you have to understand when you make those decisions, you have to understand your shortcomings. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to acknowledge them, but also be very confident in yourself in terms of what you do is the right way. So when we first started this, we had like, I like a notion and we talked with Sun a lot about it. Like, okay, what would we need to do? Which places do we need to put the bikes in? These are like decisions to make, right? Because we have limited bikes available to cover Rotterdam at this point. So we have to make smart choices to make sure that bikes are used. So you can use a lot of data and analytics, but a big part of it is also feeling and just believing in your uh, theory. So you have to be able to push for that. So I think it's just, in the end of the day, making decisions is a lot of gut feeling, a little bit of analytics on the side, uh, but, uh, but yeah, and then and they're just believing in what you what you chose to do and keep doing. What would be your advice to like uh, uni kids or like the people who work the corporate job but they yeah. want to do entrepreneurship? I think uh, it's important to. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, follow your gut feeling because I think that's at the end of the day that's what's gonna get you out of it if you want to get out of it, mm -hmm. and that's what's gonna make you success if you become an entrepreneur. You have to follow your gut feeling. You have to be a little bit of stubborn, right? Obviously, you have to listen to people, but make sure you're stubborn at the right moments, obviously. And then just continue your own path. I think that's the only thing I would say, because for me, that was in the end what happened, right? I could, I made, I could have made a very rational decision, time it exactly. Okay, I need to quit banking now. Obviously, I'm going to use a ton of salary. I'm going to have no money, no income for a long time. Okay, do I have to wait until I have some money saved? All these things, you can think about it forever. But in the end of the day, the decision that I made was purely overnight. I want to quit my job and I want to do something else, right? And I want to go become my own entrepreneur. And I just did it and I didn't think about it twice. And that's another, the second thing I would say, once you hit that spot, make sure you execute it on it immediately <laughs> because you might talk yourself out of it, right? So I would say follow your gut feeling and execute on it. Thanks for watching and I hope that brought you some value. Like or follow on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts or any other podcast you use. And as always, Henry out.